Major support for Out to Lunch on WWNO provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with more than 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. Additional support comes from Luba Workers Comp. From Commander's Palace Restaurant in the Garden District in New Orleans, we're out to lunch with Peter Raschuti. Peter Raschuti is Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business professor and economist. It's business, New Orleans style. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch. For a city that's surrounded by water, New Orleans is not exactly a wash in aquatic activities. You can take a boat out on the lake. You might even be brave enough to swim in it. But for the most part, if you want to splash around in a body of water, you have to drive out a town, you know, west to the water park, east to the beaches. There is one exception, stand-up paddleboarding. You can do that on the lake or in Bayou St. John. If you're not familiar with stand-up paddleboarding, it involves standing up on what looks like a surfboard with a long-handled paddle. You move along by paddling on alternate sides of the board, so you look kind of like Huckleberry Finn meets a California version of a gondolier in Venice. Uh, Stand-up paddleboarding has been around in New Orleans since 2011, courtesy of a company called NOLA Paddleboards, and its founder, Jeff Lakey. Jeff, welcome out to lunch. Thanks for having me here, Peter. Great. If you live in New Orleans and you like to surf, you can throw a board on your car and drive to Port Fouchon, or you can go to City Surf Fitness, uptown on Magazine Street. At City Surf Fitness, you get on a surfboard that's set up to simulate being on the water. So you experience all the physique building skill required to surf without having to use sunblock or sit around all day drinking Coronas. The owner of New Orleans City Surf Fitness is Becky Harden. Becky, welcome out to lunch. Thank you. Now, Jeff, people have been standing up on various forms of watercraft for centuries, but it wasn't till early this century, around 2004, that stand-up paddleboarding started to catch on in a big way, at least in California and Florida. In those states, there is a beach culture and a ready market. How did you go about selling stand-up paddleboarding to New Orleanians who are not in the habit of hanging out on the lake or hanging out on the bayou? Um, I, I think everybody here was really waiting for something new to kind of come along and, you know, something that they can get out in the water easily with. And, you know, you didn't have to necessarily take a bunch of, you know, surf lessons to do it on a vacation. It's something that, you know, if you have a kayaking or a canoe um, basis, you can pretty much pick it up. It's very similar. Um, so, but yeah, it just provides, you know, another avenue to get outside in the city and do something besides, you know, going for a jog or, uh, you know, going for a walk around Ottoman Park, uh, all things that we love to do as well, but it just kind of mixes things up. So um, I wouldn't say it's, it's been a, a hard sell. I mean, people have been very, you know, open, open uh, attitude as far as coming out and trying it. And, um, you know, we have a lot of regulars that come back. So I think, uh, you know, people are liking it. And is it, is it, do you consider it recreational or is it a workout or some combination? Um, that's kind of, you know, it's one of the, the beauties of it. It's, it's, it's all what you want to make it. So um, it's kind of like walking, you know, you can sign up for the Olympics and walking and, you know, you'll be sweating and maybe having a heart attack at the end, <laughs> de depending on what you put into it. Or, I mean, you can go out to dinner in New Orleans and put your board in the water and just go for, you know, a sunset or an evening cruise and, you know, not even break a sweat. So... It's, it's all about what you want to put into it as far as what you get out of it. Do you, um, 
Do you rent the boards or sell boards or both or what? Yes, we do. Uh, we do pretty much all that is stand-up paddleboard uh, here in New Orleans. So uh, we have a retail location uh, which is out in the lakefront, um, and then we also have more of a mobile uh, basis uh, for the business where we drive out to Bayou St. John and meet customers and. Um, we do what a lot of people want, a rental, a classic rental, and we do provide that in essence, but we are always there to make sure that, that, that they know what they're, they're doing and that they, you know, if they've, if they've come out before, we just set them off on their way. Um, but, you know, you never know. People don't, never know how good they're going to be at something until they try it. So I'm always in the water to kind of make sure people are going in the right direction and staying, you know, going under the bridges and not into the bridges. Right, those, that, would be a, that would be true. Um, so as soon as I feel comfortable there. with them and as soon as they feel comfortable with their skills, we just, we, we let, them, let them out, let them go and explore. Now, Becky, there's a certain security in opening a franchise that lessens the risk of launching a new business uh, with a franchise like Subway or McDonald's. Everything is handed to you from the local market research to being included in national marketing campaigns. But at City Surf Fitness, um, you're much younger and you're a smaller franchise. I believe there's less than half a dozen locations. Has being part of this franchise, in fact, helped you get yeah. established or are you helping the brand as much as the brand is helping you? Well, I think the beauty of it and kind of the misconception about City Surf is we're actually not a franchise. Not. So we are a very small startup still. So we have... Um, so tell me, if I'm, um, tell me where I'm wrong. There's, there are other locations. There are other locations, but we're each independently owned. So okay. we are a licensee of City Surf. So our branding is so great that it does come off kind of like a franchise, but we each are independently owned. We run it how we want. We all have the same formatting as far as our classes go, but every class is going to be really different. So oh. our friend Mitchell Brown founded City Surf in Dallas about three years ago. So him and his business partner, Lauren McHenry, have the Dallas location. They've since just opened Deep Ellum. And then a friend of ours, um, Andrew Heller, has opened the Austin location. And then myself and my business partner, Michael Angle, opened City Surf New Orleans. Well, help me out here. I get, I get paddle boarding because I've seen right. it and it looks fun. But I don't I, I drove by your store three or four times thinking it was a place where they sold surfboards. <laughs> so, so what do we got here? So uh, we offer six different fitness classes all done on these stability surfboards. So the boards were featured on Shark Tank, which is where everyone kind of recognizes them from. So um, the company that created them is more of like an equipment distributor. So, so I'm picturing like, is it how many boards do you have again? We have um, 14 boards 14 for clients. Boards, and they're on? They're on three BOSU balls, essentially. So they're small inflatable um, bladders almost. Yep. So they're on these balls and then kind of on a stand. So the board is moving back and forth. And there's bungees on the side that adjust the um, resistance, I guess. Yep. You can make it less stable. You can't really make it any more stable. So it's going to be pretty wobbly. And it takes about three classes to really get comfortable. We say third time's a charm. Your first classes are going to be like, what am I doing? Like, Why am I on yeah. this board right now? But you, you get really comfortable really quickly. And the beauty of it is you're working muscles you never knew you had. So like in stand-up paddleboarding or surfing, you yep. can really only work those deep core muscles when you're doing those activities. So this really helps with training for that. So Now, I know when I tried surfing a couple of times, that I found that the, the biggest driver exercise-wise was paddling out. Mm -hmm. And so that's part of what you do? Yep, we have um, a lot of our warm-ups we use paddling. So on your stomach, switching arms, lifting your chest, we have three different versions of paddling. We even do on the knees, paddling down, and you're still trying to balance the whole time. So. We have classes ranging from uh, boot camps and circuit classes all the way to bar and yoga, all on the board. So it's a really well-rounded fitness program so people can really get 
any type of class they're looking for all at CitySurf. And so I'm getting the, the hang of this ownership. Uh, yeah. Is, is there the other places, do they look identical to no. yours? No. Um, so, you know, we've got kind of a similar aesthetic, a similar vibe. We all want to have a, a strong voice because the ultimate goal is to franchise and to grow quickly. But right now we're such a baby company. We each want to make sure our locations are really strong and that this brand is solid before we start expanding really quick. Now, both of you came and had to come up with some cash to get this going. I mean, there's a... Uh, I can picture a lot of equipment that needs to be uh, bought. Uh, how, how'd you do that? Um, I guess a little bit of the old-fashioned way um, might be the best way to describe it for me. This would um, be robbing so a bank? This would be <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, one insured by the U.S. government, <laughs> of course. Um, but, but no, I, um, I actually started out of an apartment um, on Orleans Avenue um, <laughs> with just uh, an order of boards and um, second-floor apartment to not make things easy. Um, lug <laughs> lugging these boards up and down, but um, that quickly turned into um, our first storefront, which was on Magazine Street. But, um, but yeah, we opened in 2011, and it's really been kind of a very you know baby step kind of approach. In 2011, we just had seven paddle boards and seven paddles and life jackets, and you know now we you know have a retail store location and you know race boards and recreational yeah. boards and you know a lot of different things to offer a customer paddleboard yoga. You know where we actually do yoga on the board, so we've we've really kind of taken on you know new new things every year. Um, Sounds like you grew at about the right pace. A lot of people get you know too fast too soon and uh, get themselves into financial problems. You you kind of started slow and yeah, and I mean you know we we enjoy the simplicity of the business. Um, I mean I don't want it to, you know to become this this necessarily like massive uh, that's what the know, guy that started IBM said. <laughs> yeah, you know, just that uh, these things happen. They I, they uh, yeah. I, I enjoy the pace of life with you know with the business and um, it just it, it's a, it's at a good point and I hope it continues to grow. Um, and, uh, but and Becky, same kind of thing. This is quite a bit of equipment there. Mm -hmm. Did you go max out all your credit cards? No, or, uh, we did have um, you know we put a lot of our money into it and um, an investor. But at the same time, you know I think we were smart about where our money was coming from and where it's going to go and how quickly we're going to grow. So I think. Eventually, we'd like to see ourselves maybe on a larger scale, but you know we're not going to become this huge monstrosity of a fitness studio. We want it to be a boutique style where we know all of our clients' names and people feel at home there. And that's the ultimate goal: is to make it more of a community than just you know this in and out kind of cookie cutter fitness studio. And both of you, once it seems like uh, you need to get people to try it once. I mean, that seems yes. to be the the big, and then after that. They're pretty hooked, or a lot of them are, you think? I think people get nervous. I mean, I'm sure with paddleboarding as well, they don't want to fall. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing with us is, well, I'm going to fall off. I'm going to look stupid. Everybody yeah. looks stupid the first class. Uh -huh. Everybody laughs at themselves. And it kind of helps yeah. you to not take yourself too seriously. So yeah, you get in there and you look like a moron, and that's totally fine. Yeah, <laughs> I'd say for both of our businesses, you know, the biggest thing is just people showing up. You know, because once they're in the door, once they're looking at the board and they see that you're about to tell them how to do it, you know, they just, they relax. Mm -hmm. But it, the biggest thing, it's like, you know, going after a job or going after, you know, a new profession. It's just, it's scary to look at it. But, you know, once you're there and, you know, everybody gets, I think, more excited about it and they want more of it. Um, and, you know, it's... the the fear issue kind of just dissipates. Um. And it's no. really rewarding too when yeah. clients get a certain move that they've been trying to do for a long time. And for them, it's like, oh my gosh, I nailed it. It's like, see, the more you come, the more comfortable you get. It's all mental. Like you just have to let it go and just go for it. Becky, I, I was wondering if people, 
took your class, did pretty well, and then launched out to a real surfboard. People have. Um, I've had some clients that are coming to us now because they're going to Costa Rica over the summer, you know, and want to get, wow. you know, in shape before. But this will definitely help with those moves that are kind of hard to master unless you're on the water. Let me ask each of you. I think it would be a similar, I know you're going to tell me that all ages do this, but is there a, uh, a sweet spot for you? Mm -hmm. We finally, we've tapped into that college crowd, but it's really that young professional, kind of like 25 to 35 is really our our main clientele. And wow. we do have older clients too. We have people up to like 65 that do it. And she's like at seven they years. Gas. This yeah. is great. They uh, give this a try. They, uh, <laughs> what about, now what about yourself? Is the same group? Um, you know, we, we have a, a club um, as well where, you know, we try to just bring people back that have purchased boards and, you know, try to get the paddleboard community, you know, to remain a community and not just, And there is a community, know, right? There is. Um, so, yeah, we're mainly kind of uh, summertime based as far as our club. But um, as far as the age range of our regulars, I mean, it's all over the place. I mean, we have, you know, we have guys in their late 50s that have bought, you know, bought boards from us and they come out, they love it. They bring out their friends. We provide them rental boards and... And then we have, you know, the other, um, you know, the 20-year-olds the that, that just are looking for something to do with, you know, with college or um, so it's, I mean, we, we start uh, teaching kids as young as six, seven years old. And I mean, we've had people, you know, in their late 70s come out before. And so it's, it's really all over. Now it's time to do the checklist. It's the part of the show where we take a little break and ask you a quick question that you probably wouldn't find on a loan application. I'm going to... I'm going to start with Jeff. Uh, Jeff, what part of your job gives you the most satisfaction? I know you do a lot of different things, but what part gets you? Um, I, I enjoy that it's outdoor-based, uh, you know, just being able to spend spend time outdoors and, and uh, you know, just being able to share my, my love with this this city, you know, New Orleans with, with tourists and visitors that are coming in and even locals. I mean, you know, we can talk about restaurants for it doesn't matter where they're where people are from. Um, but yeah, I just I enjoy people coming out on the water and just doing a, a new thing, um, especially in a town like New Orleans where, you know, they wouldn't necessarily think it exists. So it's it's cool to catch them here first if, if yeah. I can. Now, yeah. Becky, if you came back to the show in three years, uh, how would your business look different than it does right now? I'd hope that we would be just having a large, solid community of people that love City Surf. We've been growing really quickly, which is wonderful, but the fitness scene in New Orleans, I think, is growing as well, and people are realizing that it's super important and that we can still indulge in the things that New Orleans loves, but you can still work out and get a great workout and be healthy. So I think the appeal of City Surf is that it's non-traditional. Like New Orleans, there's nothing conventional about New Orleans. Why should our workout be? So I have clients that never gotten into a fitness routine now, and they say this is the only thing they've ever stuck with. So I ah. hope that we just have a huge community in a few years of people that really love City Surf and what it's about, more so than just working out, but well, just the community that, that should be creating. somebody's New Year's resolution. Yeah. That would be, that would be, by the way, you mentioned that, you know, I, if somebody like me that does the ellipticals and all this, yeah. I get a certain amount of muscles, certain kinds of muscles, but you mentioned the different muscles that get hit on what? What can I expect to see? You will be sore in places you didn't even know you had muscles in. It's those deep core muscles that you're using, um, a lot of crazy shoulder and arm muscles, like upper back, but your legs, just everything. You're using feet muscle, like feet get sore. It's crazy, but wow. you get used to it and you're, you start to see just your body change in ways that you really can't develop at the gym. Let's do a round of one quick question. These are questions that have come in from listeners over the past week. I'm going to ask you uh, each one. Um, I'm going to start with Becky. The, 
This question is from someone calling themselves Surfer54. So, <laughs> so Mr. or Ms. 54 says, I have a limited amount of money I can spend on fitness. If I can get myself motivated enough to run around a park a few times a week, does that have the same ultimate benefit as going to a workout class? I think the beauty of group fitness is that you're with other people and you know they're almost holding you responsible and you're getting motivated by the people around you. Sure, you can go run in the park by yourself, but you're being held accountable when you're in a class, you're keeping up with everyone else, and it really helps motivate you to keep your goals in line. Now, Jeff, here's a question <laughs> from Jason Gilbert, who says he listens to this as a podcast on iTunes, and Jason asks, <laughs> do you have any plans to expand into other water sports in New Orleans, for instance, like kite surfing? We definitely are kind of looking at you know other uh, developing sports and kind of seeing... Um, but, you know, our shoreline also isn't very conducive to a lot of things, which you have to, you know, be mindful of. Um, you know, if you know what you're doing, kiteboarding is fun, and you can right. go in and out really easily. But our coastline's so rocky that <laughs> you really have to be good um, <laughs> to make sure you come right back where you went out from. Um, Let me ask you both about the, the marketing. We talked about kind of where the target market was. Uh, uh, you were starting something that wasn't here, so I guess we'll start with Becky. I mean, what... Um, you had to, you know, had to explain what you were doing. It wasn't. Uh, yeah, like that's our biggest challenge is education of the market because it is such a different and it's such a visual thing. You really have to see it. So you're like surfboard, accident, what? So, my background is social media and marketing. So luckily, that was in my court. And how's and, that helped? Um, I mean, it's the majority of our client base is either oh we walked by or we found you on Instagram, which is awesome. So um, I started promoting when we announced in September. We didn't open until late. Um, November, I got our clientele kind of following us on social media and it helps our other studios are very social media heavy as well. And we have a grassroots sort of approach to marketing. So we're not doing print. We're not doing any kind of advertising in that regard. So it's all kind of word of mouth and just getting it out in social media because that's really where I think marketing is going. So we've been Lucky enough where we have a ton of foot traffic on magazine and people just popping in like, what is this? Do you have a wave pool? Like, what do you guys do here? So <laughs> that's really the way that a lot of people find us. So, And that marketing class helped out. I think so. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's what I always like to hear. Now, Jeff, yes. Jeff what about yourself? You, um, you were the first guys in town. Uh, how did you how'd you get the word out? How do you market today? Um, it, Today, we mainly rely on word of mouth and social media, as Becky um, you know, just, just said. Um, really, that's the best way for, for what we do. It's hard to ex explain like flyers it. Flyers on windshields um, wouldn't be the... Uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, people come out and they enjoy it and they tell their friends, and generally it's the same you know, age group that came out in the first place, right. and it all just kind of helps you know, bring out that, that next crew or you know, people bring out their friends. But uh, we've done some, some print advertising before, um, and it just... I don't know, it's hard to see what the, you know, how many people are actually seeing it. And, you know, it's just a lot of questions still need to be answered when you display, you know, the business that way. Whereas, you know, when it's word of mouth or social media, they see the picture and they see the times and they see, you know, it's just, it's a very easy way of putting everything right in front of a uh, possible uh, customer. It's a pain in the neck to do, but uh, it's a great way to gather information. Do you ask people where they heard of you? Every, every time a new person comes in. And it's funny, it's 50-50, social media or oh, my friend comes, or oh, I walked by. So it's pretty amazing. And with social media, too, now with Facebook and Instagram, it's so easy to see analytics and where people are exactly finding you, which is such a powerful tool. And before working, before opening City Surf, I did social media for a hotel in the French Quarter. So I really got to play around and 
learn kind of the ropes. So when City Surf came up, I was like ready to go and knew how the paid posts work and it was really helpful. <laughs> Becky Harden, Jeff Lakey, one of our unique qualities as human beings is the desire to challenge ourselves from conquering space to well standing on water. If you combine the desire to triumph over the elements with fun and health benefits, you have a recipe for a successful business. NOLA Paddleboards and City Surf Fitness are both squarely in that category. Congratulations on your success to date, and we look forward to keeping up with you. And thanks, Becky and Jeff, for taking the time to join me on Out to Lunch. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I've enjoyed it a lot. My guests on Out to Lunch have been Jeff Lakey, founder of NOLA Paddleboards, and Becky Harden, owner of New Orleans City Surf Fitness. You can find out more about Becky Surfboards and Jeff Paddleboards by following the links on our websites. It's neworleans.com and Debbie WNO.org. Our show is recorded over lunch at Commander's Palace in New Orleans. Commander's Palace serves lunch Monday through Friday, jazz brunch on Saturday and Sunday with live music and dinner seven nights a week. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our researcher is Matthew Ellison. Mitch Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. Mitch's music from the Mahavishnu Orchestra to the latest record puzzle is at mitchellforman.com. You can get the show as a podcast, you can listen to past shows, and you can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites, wwno.org and itsneworleans.com. If you want to know what we look like, you can find photos from this show on our website and Facebook page. These photos were taken today by Allison Moon. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com and WWNO 89.9 FM. I'm Peter Raschuti. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Commander's Palace for more business, New Orleans style, on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch on WWNO provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with more than 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, JonesWalker.com. Additional support comes from Luba Workers' Comp.